Super Vegan Brian here. This episode is a live episode recorded at the Iron Horse Family Steampunk Carnival. A little warning, we had to record outside for this and the audio was very rough at times. We did have a lot of fun, though, talking with steampunk magician Dino Stats and our musician Daniel Cross. We talked about time travel, steampunk, and anything else that came to mind, and it was a blast. Remember, Nerd Podcast Radio is supported by patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Also, please review us on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at Nerdcast Radio or on Facebook. Enjoy this crazy live show. Sorry about the bad audio at times. There's lots of background noise, music, and train engines that punctuate the fun. Anyway, once you get past all that, I'm sure you'll have a great time. Enjoy the show. Welcome to our nerd show. Nerd Podcast Radio. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. Your nerd home away from home. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Special Mikey, along with his Super Vegan Brian. Hello, owners! Daniel, the Music Man Cross. How we doing? And Dino, the Magician. How you doing, sir? Hey, one of our very special there. guests. Dino Stats, the Steampunk Magician. That's the one. That's me. And, and what do you use to do magic? Because I, I was... Science! Like, science! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's not magic, it's science. Excuse me while I science the hell out of this. <laughs> Stand back! I'm gonna science. <laughs> yeah, you've you've been on our show before, but uh, this is a one of our very special live shows here at the I never say it right, Brian. We're at Iron Horse. Iron Horse Family Steampunk Carnival. Family become comes before steampunk because family always becomes before steampunk. Family becomes before steampunk? That's right. <laughs> you can't have steampunk if you don't have a family, apparently. That's right. <laughs> oh, well, there's a few of us here that I think should just walk away now. <laughs> not true, right, not fine. true. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, sit down. You know, we're here at the, we're at the festival, and it's actually been really nice. You, Brian, you've been here all weekend, along with uh, Daniel. I have. It's been a great show, but, you know, we got we actually have an audience of live people here why don't you tell them a little bit about our show and what we do? All right. So that, that's some formality over with, everybody. We're Nerd Podcast Radio. We're a nerd podcast uh, made for friends that we actually all live in different cities now. And we created the show because we wanted to be able to keep talking to each other and decided let's record it on top of that. And we just get together once a week, talk about whatever nerdy things that fit our fancy. And uh, this week, Brian, we're talking about time travel in the genre of steampunk. We're talking about time travel in the genre of steampunk. But first... Funk. Steampunk. steampunk. That's a funk. whole other genre we haven't even gotten into yet. <laughs> we'll hit that one. <laughs> I need some dreads for that Hold one. on. Let me, <laughs> let me brush my teeth real quick. Steampunk in the 70s. That's right. Steampunk. <laughs> I got my platform shoes with the goldfish and everything. I have my next costume all planned for the next convention. <laughs> oh, sweet. That'll be great. Disco gears. Um, so, so we're going to talk about time travel in the genre of steampunk. But first... But first we're going to play everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You? This is a game where your hosts sit down and talk about and tell about the nerdiest things they did this week. And we all vote and find out who did it with Mike Myler's patented widget system, which we normally use on the show. But instead, we're actually going to have the audience vote. Exactly. And decide who had the nerdiest thing. And the winner gets to take home the no prize. The coveted no prize. Ooh. And, as tradition, guests always go first, but the newest guest is going to go first okay. today. So what was nerdy with you this week, Dino? I performed a magic show at a steampunk convention. That's pretty damn nerdy. <laughs> Props to that one. Thanks. All right. I think I have a feeling I know what Daniel's going to be. But, Daniel, what's nerdy with you? 
Uh, the nerdiest thing I did this week was my wife. Good job. It works. Thank you, John. Thank you. It works. Thank you. Thank you. Good answer. Good answer. Wait, she's leaving. Wait. <laughs> Survey says. Oh, your wife. It's <laughs> the number one answer. <laughs> Brian, what's nerdy with you? What's nerdy with me is for my costume, I got this cane that has a steam engine on it. And I took this to work, and we hooked it up to a compressor, and we ran it. So it's actually a running single-stroke 30 PSI steam engine on the end of a cane. Hold it up to the microphone so people at home can see it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody, you can see it right now. <laughs> now, that is an amazing cane. So I really enjoy that. This week. He's very excited about it. He's been showing it off all week. Oh, yes. <laughs> look at my cane. Yeah, it's a pretty, he didn't even say hi to me when he first met me. He was just, look at my cane. <laughs> Dan, Dan was like, hey, how are you doing? He's like, cane. I have a one runner-up, which I think is probably one of the nerdiest things I did this year. Um, I did a tour of a airship cockpit in the hangar at this convention. Which I still need to go look at that. Yeah, and they fired on imaginary enemies in the airship. It was nice. it was nerdy as heck. <laughs> oh, I'm loving it. That that's it. That's it. Yeah, I think you're up, Michael. You don't count, you Michael. <laughs> I don't. I don't get to go. No. What was nerdy with you this week? What was nerdy with me this week? Well, as you all know, I am very, very busy person. But no, uh, for me, it was actually throwing my costume together kind of at the last minute, because I actually stayed up late trying to find the, my old uh, pinstripe suit. Tisk tisk. Welcome to the world of steampunk. <laughs> yeah. If you're not throwing it together last minute, you're not doing it. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was tell I was telling uh, Brian and Daniel that I plan on using this costume again next year and the year after and the year after, and I want to add something to it, at least one thing to it every year, as I do it, because. I know a lot of people that do steampunk. Two people are sitting pretty close to me. And uh, that's pretty basically add something to it every year. So Yeah, this is what, my fifth year here yeah, at the Iron Horse? So and that's just here. We've been to other ones too. But this one's, I like You can go to other ones, but this one, yeah. You were saying that you like this one the most? I, I liked this one the most because they have the cheapest stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and you can camp here. And you can camp here, which was fun up until it got so cold last night, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> Part of me was like, I am so sorry I didn't get to camp, and then I'm come in, and they're like, yeah, it was. we were freezing, we hid in a car for a few hours. There was not enough alcohol in the world to keep me warm last night, let me tell you. Last night, I woke up in the middle of the night shivering, and I went out, I left the tent to use the restroom, and when I came back, I hit my head on the awning on the tent and covered myself with, like, three gallons of water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was raining pretty good. Who needs coffee? <laughs> it was <laughs> raining pretty good. Last <laughs> night, I stayed at my family's house that's up the road in Reno Valley and had cheesecake and went to sleep in a comfortable bed. Uh, <laughs> you're getting mugged after the show. <laughs> well, we're, we're forgetting about voting, so, um, audience, all six of you... <laughs> Let's hear it for Dino. Did Dino win this week with his Steampunk Magic Let's get some applause. He did science. Science magic. He did science magic. It ain't me. Daniel? (laughs) Woo! Actually, there should be at least one person clapping. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Here, I liked it. (laughs) You're walking home. (laughs) Michael? With my uh, nobody at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, not even a Steve Daniel. Engine Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Engine Kane is the winner. Uh, Why do so we happy. try? I know. So
seen that coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he kind of runs the show, so we have to give it to him. Every, every week, it just automatically Without goes. Brian, there is no recording device. Yeah. <laughs> he goes back up his mic and go home if he doesn't win. Is that? He said, well, he I'm said, not getting in the bag. He says, I'll record everything. <laughs> I'll record everything as long as I win the thing. So we were like, whatever. <laughs> we'll set it up, but I win. So, yes, but today, Brian, we're going to talk about... It's on the other side. What did it do? There it goes. Oh, hey, there you know. No, it's on the other side. What? How many times can we turn it so we see where we're at? I don't it's know. like trying to put a USB drive into a port. you got to flip it at least eight times or it ain't working. <laughs> no, today we're going to talk about time travel as it pertains into the genre of steampunk, how it works, who, how they go into the future, how they go into the past. Is it going to be extra dimensional? And everything else Brian decided to write on the paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know... I spent so much time working on my costume that this outline didn't get a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> so have fun listening to us talk about a lot of other things, too. It is the very saddest outline I think I've seen. And I've it's on the on other show. side of the page. <laughs> on the pride. other side. He was on, he other was side. On the right side. I was on the right <laughs> side. No, no, the other side. <laughs> There's five bullets there. Normally we have two or three because it takes, we, you know, we're an hour long. So okay. Yeah. Talking about interdimensional, I guess we have to go this way to see what, 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 yeah, what else we wanted to talk about. For the there viewer, for the viewer, for the Just take care of those lenses home, right there. Right? For the listeners at home, Dino looked at the edge of his page and said interdimensional. Found a whole <laughs> new topic. No, but, uh, time, uh, when, I thought, when I was thinking of steampunk, I know time travel actually didn't come to mind first. Really? What did you think of? Inventions that weren't something that actually would probably exist around that time. Uh... Uh, for existence, uh, full time, full spa- uh, spaceships, skyships, and being able Zeppelins. to create it full like yeah, zeppelins that are in no way possible yeah. uh, outside of 1960. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised but, we don't see much more about spaceships. You said spaceship by accident, but I mean Wells wrote on a spaceship, and this is true. And it fits right in that time period. Very much so. Also, I really wanted Nemo to be be real with the Nautilus. I wanted that to be true well, because if, that thing was so cool. Well, I believe. <laughs> Gotta believe. I have um, visited the Atlantean Federation that they not only do um, airship travel. Is they it do Federation s- or Foundation? Foundation. Foundation? Yeah. Atlantean. I get it wrong every single every time. time. I was calling yeah. them the Society. Let's get them to say it. I called them Society. They yelled at me. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I know. If I see one of them walking by here, I'm telling on you. They're going to come over here. They, they called you a Federation. They say societies drink tea. Foundations, Foundations go on adventures and drink tea. That's right. <laughs> We're gonna see um, you next week. They beat me with my own. Have a right. an airship, a ocean, an ocean vessel, a submersible, and an interdimensional um, travel device. But it's not a time machine because it's Im- they say it's impossible to travel through time. You're only traveling to other possibilities of dimensions. I say they're not trying hard enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. They're mi- they're missing one key equation. <laughs> Dino, if you were going to build a steampunk time machine for a convention, what would it look like? Oh my god, uh, like like that. <laughs> for those of you Dino. at home, he's pointing at the actual DeLorean from Back, Back to, to the, the Future. future. <laughs> yeah, the one point twenty one gigawatt guys are here, and they have a. Uh, an amazing model of <laughs> DeLorean from the first Back to the Future movie. It's oh, pretty much spot on. I think it's cool. You know, fun fact: I actually um, met one of the guys from the group when I was working at my job. He pulled into the parking lot at my work, uh, driving the DeLorean. Yeah, I, I talked to him this morning, and he remembered that happening. <laughs> I always imagined if I built a time machine, because uh, I've wanted to for a while, it would be more like a, uh, almost like a Stargate. <laughs> 
kind of circular, big, stationary. He's seen the plans for our dimensional portal. Jump through. <laughs> kind of but it'd be a time machine, not an interdimensional thing. I mean, it's... We're, well, we still got a guy missing in the yeah, upside down. On the oh. podcast, we've been com- we've been we've been um, claiming our ownership of the interdimensional portal for a long time. It is totally real. It's not very portable, so we didn't bring it to the convention this morning. But we do have one. <laughs> if I built one, since I'm a musician, it would have to be a phone booth. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Radical. <laughs> <laughs> the dial tone is George Carlin. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, have you built a time machine for steampunk? Honestly, if I built if I built a time machine for steampunk, it would be a train. I a train. A train. And you know how I go back in time? How? Reverse. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I I think if I built a time machine for steampunk, it would be goggles. What? Yep. Super portable. With a big label that says Time Machine on it. Sonic goggles? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Yeah, because we all know that Sonic sunglasses are the coolest thing ever done. I hate that so much. (laughs) That one hurts. That's just... Them's fighting words, man. (laughs) (laughs) I have a guitar here. Is there there some animosity towards Capaldi I wasn't aware of here? (laughs) I like him. I like him a lot. I like him. He's cool, but the sunglasses I can't stand him. Any Doctor Who fans in the audience? One. Yay! <laughs> we had one raised hand. You can't hear that at home. She was incredibly. She was incredibly shy about it. Uh, she's embarrassed by it. It's okay. It's, it's, it's right. called a nerd podcast. You yeah. don't have to be embarrassed by anything. Exactly. Right? <laughs> you can raise your hand here. You're among friends. Let's let the freak flag fly. That's right. That's right. <laughs> she raised her hand for Doctor Who, and everybody's like, "Ah, nerd!" <laughs> Dino, you pro Capaldi? Pro Capaldi? Yeah, I enjoyed Capaldi. Uh, my favorite so far has still been my favorite so far still been Tenet. Yes, that's but, my woo. yeah. Love me some Tenet right here. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah, got it. But um, science. Know, science. Of course, you'd have a there, science there were, screwdriver. There, was, there were some things about Capaldi I really enjoyed. Um, that uh, some stuff he touched on that I really liked, and I'm looking forward to uh, Jodie Whittaker. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what she does too, because I'm really excited about the show moving forward and doing other things with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've said it before, but when Capaldi first started, I had a lot of trouble really getting him. It, it just he seemed really mean and hard to deal with but then when he started really getting into his character and doing monologues that were amazing yes oh his monologues and, are some gold oh and he talked about and he talked about time travel on the bootstrap paradox yeah and one that was really fun too and watching that and he um he started cutting loose and having a little bit more personality instead of just playing a role that's true. I liked watching the doctor play the electric guitar yeah that was fun that was beautiful I, and you didn't like that Daniel you know what no, you didn't see it. <laughs> no, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. yeah, yeah. But no, I guarantee he said did poser. Did you see when he rode into a Viking longhouse on a tank playing the electric yeah, guitar? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he went. Anybody can do that. <laughs> he's, he's making. What's he do? He's just standing there doing riffs. I can do that. He's making joke puns and be like, "Trust me, it's gonna be funny in like a couple thousand years." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So um, we have we have some Doctor hate. We have some. We have a lot of Doctor love, but. The the real question in the room is, you know, what drew what drove everybody to steampunk? What 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 interested you in it? I'm particularly interested in Dino because he's a magician and he's a steampunk magician. Why steampunk? For science. For science. Yeah. Um. So the he's steampunk, on the, spot. the steampunk <laughs> genre and the, the, especially the time period which steampunk is is falls into that 1800s 1920ish area of sorts. Um, is in the scientific in science history 
was very renaissance of sorts. It, the, the, the scientific community was breaking apart from pseudosciences and religions and things like that and kind of becoming its own thing. It had already been on its way there, but at this time, scientists were getting serious about let's be scientific about things, but at the same time, they didn't know everything yet, so the world was still really new, and there's this era of pioneering in science where they said, well, what about this? Can we do this? And they didn't have a preconceived notion of what was going to happen. So their imagination allowed them to kind of hypothesize anything as far as uh, depths of the ocean, reaches in space, things like that. We knew enough of certain things, but it was still very fresh and new to a lot of people. And so it was to a casual observer into science and what science was doing, it was very much like magic. And so it allows me to kind of play with that uh, that realm of it and you get a lot of be, because you don't know what's going to happen a lot of the scientists if you're looking at their inventions and stuff you get a lot of the mad scientist kind of tropes out of that like uh, like Dr. Frankenstein type of stuff you get that you know people who were electrocuting dead bodies to see them move because they're like this is cool Look, it actually does this and saying maybe that's a way we can rejuvenate someone from death you can't we know that now but didn't stop them from trying would <laughs> the mustache come before or after steampunk Oh, God, I, I don't know. I think he came after it. So for those of you at home who can't see, he has a spectacular mustache. Go to, to dinostats.com. You'll see it all over the place. It's very pointy and and, and gravity-defying. Snively Whiplash went home saying he lost. I, I make my own mustache wax. Nice. Do you? That's cool. I do. Yeah. I was tired of importing it. This man is a gem for life right here. Thank Daniel, you. what attracted you to steampunk? My wife made me do it. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> yes, yes, very good. And then after you decided you liked it, what kept you going? So uh, she, you can't say my wife. She, she, uh, she was really big into the steampunk, uh, you know, jewelry making stuff, smashing watches, and, and rebuilding stuff and selling it. And I'm gonna go make jewelry. Yeah. And uh, and she was doing really well. And next thing we know, she's you know being featured and things. And and it was like, well, I really have seen a lot of her work. She yeah. is very talented. And so we would we eventually we started moving in the next step, which was selling our stuff at steampunk conventions. And so I would come over here and I would do all the manly lifting and building and putting up the tents and bringing up everything. And then I would just dress up and then I would stand around and sell stuff while she went and played. <laughs> so That's a good husband. <laughs> where do people find um, Amber's jewelry? Etsy. Amber Eiley Steam Crafts on Etsy. You can check it out there. She's got a lot of good uh, jewelry up there still for sale. She, uh, her big seller is a seasonal thing for, uh, for Christmas. She sells these really awesome clockwork snowflakes. So those are cool. Um, and then eventually it was like, hey, well, you're a musician. You play a lot of blues and, and blues rock and that kind of stuff. That fits in the genre of steampunk. Why don't you try out for, for some stuff? And, you know, I kind of altered a little bit of songs here and there. And next thing I know, I was I was playing at steampunk conventions and I got some steampunk, sort of steampunk duds and here I am. <laughs> you would have never known. That's right. Um, you can ask me now. I think I want to ask you. Okay, go ahead. Now, but Brian, what did bring you into the steampunk genre? What made you like steampunk? Daniel's wife. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. Good answer. <laughs> I'm noticing a theme. You're going to be behind the mic at some point. <laughs> um, they, they've been trying to get me to come out to this convention for two years now, and uh, the draw, the thing that stopped me from going for the longest time was not having a costume 
and because I'm a perfectionist and I won't show up without some grandiose thing. You don't say. And um, <laughs> Daniel was like, you could do a live podcast show at this one. And that kind of made it so I had to get a costume and then I got into it and I like it. It's cool. I'll do another one. I was like, I could probably do a costume. Then he sent me a picture of his, ja- of his jacket and vest. And I was like, oh, man, I have to do a costume, but I'm going to lose. <laughs> Oh, I got so bummed when I saw how good his costume was, and then I was like, all I have is my old vest. But I'm happy. What What about you? What do you like about Steampunk? Because I know you've been into it for a while. I, I have a lot of conventions. What brought it on? Like, was it... It was Firefly, wasn't it? Yeah. Shh. <laughs> no, I, I had actually... Uh, there was a show I saw, I think it was early 2000s. It was about, it was supposed to be the early adventures of H.G. Wells. Um, I remember that show. I can't remember the full name of it. But it was a really good show, and I enjoyed it. I was like, this is so cool, and I, I saw the stuff with the airships, and then I also, uh, Lost World was also technically steampunk. A lot of the shows I, I had watched as a kid. The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. I yes, love that show. Briscoe County Jr. <laughs> what was that show with Richard Dean Anderson that it was a steampunk show? It He had the guy who played Q with him as a partner, and they were building all sorts of stuff. Oh, was oh. that show? Legends, man? No, it wasn't Legends. This was like early 2000, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember because I've seen that Maga- one too. It was like almost right after MacGyver. And, and right before Star- He played uh, like a cowboy and they were like using inventions. Was it Legends? A friend of mine knows since he said the same thing. It was Legends. Yeah, they were using in- inventions made that were from Da Vinci's plans and doing all sorts of Yeah, Legend. Stuff. Legend. Yeah. Wow. Hooray for phones. Give it to Lenny for getting it right. Yay! You get the no prize, too. (laughs) Yeah, you get the next one. But, yeah, so all those shows, I was like, this is so cool, and I liked that era, and then uh, it wasn't until Firefly that I found out that the the genre was called steampunk. Yeah. And it was just something that really pulled me in, and I've always wanted to go to one of the, to a steampunk convention, but I didn't have a chance to ever go, and then we got, uh, we were able to come and do this there's a bee. <laughs> they probably heard it on the recording because it flew right up to the microphone. <laughs> it was a bee. The bee wants to say why it got in the steam bunk. <laughs> That's a bee mind. <laughs> uh, I'm not allergic to them. I just don't don't like getting stung by them. So, but no, it's that's well, why I then we the came here. The nerd podcast, like the bee flies by, they're like, ah, <laughs> what the <laughs> hell is that thing? <laughs> and then the girl comes up and chews it away. <laughs> There's a reason why nerd is in the name of the podcast. <laughs> But uh, that's one reason. That's pretty much why I like steampunk is it's been attached to basically everything that I've been liking to watch for the last few years of my life. It's been very popular. I mean, it's been all the places that I like. It's been growing more and more in the last few years, too. If anything does that, Hollywood's going to be like, throw it in everything! Yeah, everything's going to be that. I like League Dig of up H.G. Wells' corpse. What was that? I like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That, League of that Extraordinary was a movie I was, was trying awesome. to think about. That yeah. is a movie I love, not just because of you know, Sean Connery. but <laughs> Poor Sean Connery. Of course. And and uh, one of my favorite characters is uh, is um, uh, Gray. Um, Dorian, Gray. Dorian Gray. I was going to say, you say Tom Sawyer, I'm going to punch you uh, in the face. No, <laughs> Dorian Gray. Dorian Gray was and any, any kind of like incarnation of him, I'm just like fascinated by it. Like, ah, oh, it's so cool. You know what kind of has a steampunk feel is uh, Westworld. Yeah. More the original than the than the new one. Yeah. The new one Brenner, is super yeah. high tech. Yeah. yeah. That would be, yeah, yeah I would consider that more, more, steampunk, more steampunk-esque. Mm-hmm. It's actually this idea of combining that time period with technology. Yeah. Yeah. So it works out that way. Yeah, I, I I remember seeing it when I was a kid, and I said, this is the worst thing I've ever saw in my life. Oh. I saw the original Westworld, 
And then um, the new show, I put off watching it for the longest time, and I was like, this is incredible. His exact words to it. us after he watched it was, oh my god, this thing is amazing! <laughs> I think Back to the Future 3 was like the first time I saw like really... Oh yeah, like, like, steampunk <laughs> stuff. They got into like that was probably the first time I ever saw. Steampunk I'd have to agree with that. Right. that before before anyone really, really, really knew what it was, it was yeah. kind of, that's kind of why they threw it in there. Yeah, he came back as a Jules Burns type of person wearing the whole outfit. Yeah, and that's why I want the train. That they, yeah, it makes sense. It works. Yeah, you said that. That's all I could think of was. <laughs> so there's, I've noticed a few different eras of steampunk costumes around the event. Um, Era? What do you mean? Well, it's not all Victorian. Some of it is like, like Civil the, War. There's um, we have like, like industrial turn of punk. the century those in are, America. Those would be different labels though, not different like, eras. It's well, a, it's supposed to be in air quotes supposed to be Victorian through the Edwardian eras. Yeah, like subgenres of and, steampunk. Yeah, but then you do get like you get diesel punk, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is like the like the 30s, 40s era. You get like atomic punk. You get people like you all the way up to freaking um, cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, which is where the term team, steampunk originally bastardized off of. Mm-hmm. So it's there's all sorts of different areas of it, but no one, it's it's not one. It's not like those those, those nitpicky people at Ren fairs that say you you can't wear that here. Like it's it's is, a little more open where you can kind of come with different eras and people will more or less accept is it. Is there any genre where they blend technology with medieval times? Yeah, there's that now. would be um, Army of Darkness. <laughs> where he the hand. That was. <laughs> <laughs> That was the that was the one thing that actually sucked me into the movie when he made the hand. I was like, you can do that. <laughs> Renaissance punk. Renaissance punk. <laughs> Medieval punk. Renapunk. Renapunk. I like that better. The Steemasons. The Steemasons. But uh, it can be anything because they're time travelers. We have a member of the audience who just said it can be anything because they're time travelers. Which that's is what I was saying. What you wanted to talk about today, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Time travelers. But we also said very thin outline today. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. But well, no, uh, time travel, yeah, he's right. Time travel, though, that's why these, I think, era, all these eras, eras and subgenres can blend is because we're all they're all coming together because somebody's using their uh, their steam-powered time travel goggles, some in their, their airships, their telephone booths. Uh, by the way, how is Keanu Reeves? Oh, he's doing just fine. Yeah. How's the other guy that no one cares about? They saved the future. It's good. We're worried about him. Yeah. <laughs> He's fighting vampires in a bad movie. <laughs> He's kind of a lost boy. I don't know. There's so much about it. He's lost, boy. He's lost, boy. <laughs> Give him up. You know, they're 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 gonna make Bill and Ted too. Three. They did make Three. Bill and Ted. Two. Three. Three. <laughs> Brian, we got some news. <laughs> you are correct, sir. There's the second one. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was about to be like, bro. They're gonna make a third one. You're fired. <laughs> Does anybody know how to run Audacity around here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I know they're gonna make a third one. I'm very excited for that. I hope it's not. John Reese is actually very excited for yeah, it. Yeah, I know. It's gonna he, be awesome. I, I've heard interviews about him talking about it. He wants it to happen bad. Yeah, so do I. I Brian still, to this day, do air guitar. <laughs> Ooh. I'll add in the sound effect later. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I can hear it so crisp, crisp and clearly right now. Right when he did it, I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> Wild Stallion. That's right. Hi, I want their album. Theodore Logan. <laughs> Am I the only one that wanted to get Death's solo album from Bill and Ted 2? Oh, God, I love that. That was awesome. Oh, my God. I wanted to get that solo you album. You might be the king or a simple street sweeper, but sooner <laughs> or later you dance with the reaper. <laughs> to apologize i actually wrote a time travel outline and i was saying it at the beginning the the whole what would you do if you made a time machine yeah. thing 
But I'm looking at this, and this is an old outline that I that I must have saved over and printed without having the other one. <laughs> so, yeah, we need to talk about time travel, and I don't remember what was on the okay. other outline. <laughs> so I know, so late 1800s, you know, Victorian era, that is definitely a, a, one of the big staples for steampunk. But there's also, you know, I see a lot of guys coming dressed basically like steampunk cowboys. So it's still the 1800s. It's still the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Still the 1800s. Yep. No one, no one ever said steampunk had to be Victorian England. Exactly. Just oh yeah. That's just, that's just, that's just a registering era for it. Yeah. So right. I like seeing the steampunk. I like seeing steampunk cowboys, but I, I want to see somebody take their costume a little far and have a time traveling steam horse. Oh, that'd be cool. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Mm. How'd you make that work? I have a kid here and a kid here working the legs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or you the, just the, dress up a horse. The, the, oh the, my gosh. That'd be the best. <laughs> Wild Wild West with that giant arachnid he was controlling. Oh, that would be amazing. You should, yeah. should be smacked for bringing that up. Well, I know, I know. Hey, it, that one was fun. Okay. Oh, actually, that was another show I liked. Was the original, the original Wild, Wild, Wild West? Wild Wild West with. And I really liked that show. My yeah, dad. That's a show my dad watched with me. It it sucked because when when steampunk. When I first started getting into steampunk conventions and people would ask me, what is steampunk? The closest, best example we had at that time was Wild Wild West. And so it's like, I was like, don't watch this movie again. But you remember Wild Wild West? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know the technology where I can forget? That's steampunk. Don't oh man, you mean that, that guy without the legs and the steam wheelchair? No, not him. The chair, but not him. <laughs> in fact, in fact, some of the funniest things to do is go up to somebody and say, "How do you define steampunk?" and watch them just go, "I, uh, I, uh, uh, uh. And you know, you have an interloper when they go like, "Oh, that Will Smith movie." Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one thing, um, one one steampunk movie I thought that was really cool was Joe Hex. I enjoyed that one actually oh, yeah, okay, because yeah. it had that giant cannon at the end. Yeah. But that just cannon at the end doesn't necessarily mean it was technology steampunk. that didn't exist. It, that makes it steampunk. Is that what it means? That well, yeah. that's your. your Did they pull it around with a train? <laughs> I wouldn't say that's everybody's definition of steampunk. No. All right. <laughs> it's yours though. Yeah. But then you know, steampunk isn't uh, up to interpretation. So. Wait, is it right not? It, is. <laughs> it isn't up to the. T- <laughs> it isn't. It is up to whatever oh, okay. I said. Well, okay, where's the who's the keeper it. of the book then? That Where? would be me. Hi, I'm Daniel Cross. <laughs> uh, I am the commissioner of steampunk. That's right. Yeah. All, and you are all in violation. All things have to go through me first. <laughs> well, that's a busy weekend. Hey, I get paid by the hour, so. <laughs> so, but, you know, for okay, so time travel. How how would you think it would inter it interlopes with it like for travel? What would you think would be the the main sense? Like if you were gonna travel with the, in your steampunk goggles for time travel, what would be your 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 purpose of it? What would be my purpose of time travel? Um, oh hell, um, my purpose of time travel with my steampunk goggles. Oh, they got a camera built into them, so. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna be cataloging things and and getting getting some evidence of things that I didn't that you know maybe a little in question. Things. 1800s yeah. ladies' locker room. Yeah, 1800s <laughs> yeah. ladies' locker room. That is exactly where I'm going. Hmm. Were they shaving their legs back then? <laughs> I gotta know these things. <laughs> uh, then he gets in trouble by the authorities because you see all of their ankles in these in, in these moving <laughs> pictures, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All their ankles are visible. You are causing indecent photography. Well, that's why you bring the photos back to the future. Oh, then you just got people going like, "All you see is ankles, bro." <laughs> <laughs> what would you do with your time machine? My time train? Yes. What would you do with your time train? The patented time train. 
I would, I, yeah, honestly, I would go back to the 1800s and I would try and find, you know, see some of these, uh, because there's some out, there's some people that they say like, well, this person's a fictitious. We don't know if they were, if they were real or I would try and find like, like you trying to find evidence of questionable things. I would just try and find people and meet them. Like Mark Twain. I want to meet him. I could, I would want to meet historical figures. Let's, let's, let's just, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, Mark Twain, H.G. Wells. Uh, I want to meet Mark Twain. I want to have a drink with Mark Twain. Samuel I want to see Nirvana. Clemens. I want to see Nirvana. That's what I would do. I would go see Nirvana live. The place or band? The band. The band. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Nirvana a place or is it like a state of being? Uh, I, I want to go there. I think it's both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can see it as both. I guess accepting yeah. that is getting Nirvana, isn't it? Yeah. Anthony yeah. should have been here. No, I would. Uh, I would. Uh, I'd find a blonde curly guy, and and we'd go save the world together by playing guitars. That's what I would do. With some middle-aged maidens. With some middle-aged maidens on drums and bass. Oh, uh, then, then one really pale dude that likes to wear black. That's right. I, I'm going to add to my answer, <laughs> and everyone's going to want to steal this now, is I'm going to travel back to the 1800s so I can get stuff for my costume. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Twain, I'm going to show you this wondrous future where, you know, there's horses' carriages are not just a, a, a fad. It's, it's wonderful, and we have these devices that will be able to talk to people across the world. But first, I need to go check out this store. Why? Because you have pocket watches that are about to get smashed. <laughs> yes, just bring some jewelry, some golden jewelry back with me that's not worth much now, and melt it down and buy a bunch of stuff. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. What about you, Dino? What would you use a time machine for? I, the, the, the two things I always thought was I, I like the, the idea of meeting historical people, of, yes. of going out and, and seeing what they were like, what they were really like, and, and what they thought about things, because it's always weird. History has a way of warping uh, people's images. So it's like seeing these people and what, what they were really like, what they really thought about event, current events, what their personal opinions were on things. So you get a better feeling of what they were. Other than that, I also have always enjoyed going back to the Back to the Future analogy. I've liked Doc Brown's idea of learning about humanity as a whole, where we're going, where we've been, that whole thing. Observing. Observance of the whole thing. I like to know, I would like to know, I would like to go way far back before people and see like how things start. Uh, how things were. I got a feeling you'd were. trip into the primordial ooze and be like, please, please let this all still happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, there's a, theory, there's a theory about time travel that that's how it's supposed to happen. That, that, oh, you, yeah. that you can't affect the past, that that's how it happened anyway. It's, so it's, if you're I, the reason why it if, happened. If I went back and tripped into the primordial ooze, I'm the reason we're all here, so you're welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you know Stephen Hawking? And I'm rest in peace, Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Died on high day, the poor man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a scientist would die on Friday. I didn't notice that. A scientist that. would die on Friday, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> seems, seems appropriate. Yeah. Do you know, Science! He had, he had a time traveler party where he sent out the invitations um, after the party. <laughs> and nobody showed up. Weird, otherwise. <laughs> Weird how that happens. What do we want? A time machine. What do we want it? That's irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, time travel has always been actually very much in my in my thought because I I not like I want to go back and change it so it doesn't happen. No, I want to go back and be able to see things that that of time. Oh, don't pass. get me wrong. I'm going back and buying a couple lottery tickets. That's happening. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like aside from that. first and foremost, I'm buying my mansion and castle and cars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you were saying. I want to find a way to leave a mansion. I want to find a way to leave a castle in Scotland to myself. That's right. Um, Dano, would you go to the future? Absolutely. 
who wouldn't? Yeah. Yeah, I can't ask you what you would look for there because the lightsaber. we couldn't know lottery what would numbers. be there. But, what, <laughs> uh, but I mean, uh, <laughs> sorry for same that. thing. Same thing. Lottery numbers. <laughs> no, but it would be really cool to go through and see what. Okay, so then the the question becomes: uh, Can you alter the future? Because what if you get to the future and it's horrible? Something awful has happened, but you 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 can find out what that was and maybe go back to your original time and then try to to make change to affect it. That's like that's something you're I'm making like. now the past. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the question is then: Can it be adjusted or not? It, it, are are our futures written or are they available for all of us to have an effect? Pseudo butterfly effect. Kind of. Yeah. So if you go forward in the future and find like the world is like turn this monstrous monstrous horrible place. Can you then go back five years ago and stop Trump from being elected? Or whatever, I don't know. You know, make up whatever it is your own scenario is. But, you know, I would I would love to go to the future and see what it is. And if it's a great place, that'd be awesome too to know that we're on the right track. We're just stay there. Maybe. I don't know, you know. Maybe. You have the you run the you run the risk of future shock, I suppose. You can just go four it's years true. in the future, see how that is, go four more years in the future, Slowly see how jump that yourself is. forward. See, I always, check each president one at a time. I always thought it'd be right. I always thought it'd be interesting to like it, it, this is a little thought process I had uh, with getting money as opposed to like a lottery ticket or something like that but go and collect as much money as you can that's dated 10 years ago go back 10 years exchange it get money that's even a little older and then keep going back you have the same amount of money but, but now it's but now it's increased in value because you're all the way back in whatever the 1800s yeah. now put it in some kind of uh, savings, savings bond or whatever yeah, like yeah. that and now jump back to here and See how much money you have. Now you're rich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd have to create an identity for yourself in the past as the ancestor of, you know. That's fine. There's a paper trail involved there's there. There's a paper trail somewhere in there, yeah. But when, oh, yeah. You, when you create that identity back there, just be like, okay, so okay. I wanted to go to Dino Stats on this date. As far as, 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 far as Connor McLeod has taught us, all you have to do is find somebody who died at birth and steal that social security number. Works for me. Because that's easy. Because Christopher Lambert can do it. I never said it was going to be easy. I said that's what you got to do. Daniel, the future? Yes, they're going to be one. Yeah, but I mean, you're going to go. You use the time machine to go there. Yes. How is that going to work? Uh, well, so my my whole... In I your like phone facts. Booth. I like facts, okay? I like good, hard facts to work on my on my, on my my phone booth. Um what was it when uh, we when we went to space? We uh, we we went uh, around the moon or whatever, and they put two atomic clocks, one on the spaceship, one on here, and they set it at the same time. When it came back, it was like a second or two behind. So speed is is relative. It's it's you know this fast, and, and doing all the math, they were like, well, at the speed of light, you actually stop time. For instance, like uh, if you go to Alpha Centauri, our, our closest uh, sun to other than the sun, uh, and back. It'll be like, boom, you're there and you're back, but 16 years will have passed on Earth. You wouldn't have aged today. So that's how I think you know, time travel would actually work. And, and in a phone booth, I'm not sure how that's going to work because it doesn't move at all. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, they, they straight up pulled their concept from Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> totally. were that clean off. <laughs> but here's the thing. You'd probably have a hard time getting back to the past because your phone booth would be a, a complete oddity in the future. People would be wanting to take pictures, but they're like, look at this it's museum piece. It's a complete piece. oddity now, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean even more so. With a big old antenna on the top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got that guy who thinks he knows history. This is how they made their calls. Right. <laughs> they threw it to the heavens and prayed that the line connected. <laughs> there was primitive Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted Wi-Fi, you had to stand in the booth. Yep. My Michael, um, what would be your objective traveling to the future? To find a future where they still had train tracks. 
But no, uh, I would definitely go to the future. I would, I, I would go there. I would try and see the things that happened. A question, you know, because I would probably try and look myself up to see, see what happened to me. Would oh, you yeah. want to know you, that? I kind of do. You disappeared you know, when go, you traveled into the future. I, 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 I'd want to, but I'd be afraid that I wouldn't find anything. <laughs> that's that's that's. I always just assumed that if you leave you, in a time machine, no, you leave you just, the time the time stream, and you're gone. So if you went into the future, you'd find out that you were that or, you disappeared on this date, and you never <laughs> returned. That, or you just happen so having to fun pick the day to go into the future that you're at your own funeral. Yeah, I didn't even go. I didn't even go that far forward. <laughs> I never understood the whole Back to the Future thing, where he goes into the future and he's in the future, and it's like, but he left because it was a different time stream. Yeah, it, it was supposed to be. A, it's technically a different time. It was stream a future say. that he didn't leave from. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Uh, you, you, he. One of the things is the theories is that you become a pocket in time, as you travel, and so the stream can continue, and so that's why Marty, old Marty, was the, in the future. Yeah. Is because he was traveling in his own tangent. Yeah, Did you ever like... hear the um, idea that Doc had to murder Marty? Yes. Because I when... heard something about that. Yeah, because... Um, I've, I've heard the theory that Marty died several times. Doc just well, kept going back and redoing yeah, it. When the, well, I saw that, that. That's from Back to the Future too. But in the first one, when Marty gets back, the other Marty is going back in the time machine... Well, that particular Marty didn't actually go back at the time machine. Marty Doc just set it to explode, <laughs> so it just gets vaporized, oh, geez. killing that Marty. <laughs> That's why he freaked out so bad. That <laughs> makes so much more sense. Because you had to get rid of the other Marty for this Marty to fit into this time stream. <laughs> so, but you have to why? Because then that Marty's just gonna come back to this point. Would have been and funny. He just, he just follows himself. That's true. Well, no, what would have been funny is that, like, right after the DeLorean explodes, he goes, Ronald Reagan is president. Get real. Yeah. <laughs> the actor? <laughs> <laughs> That's why he blew him up. He's not, after all the evidence, he's like, you're still full of it, kid. I, I'd have a lot of trouble not going to the future for selfish purposes, like gathering up higher technology and bringing it back. Lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> I'm for the lightsaber. I, I, I was for the lightsaber until the science was done on what would happen if you turned one on, and I'm not for that. <laughs> no? Appar apparently, to get to get to get a lightsaber to work functionally the way it does in the movie, that would cut the way it does in the movie, as strong as it is, the energy coming off of that beam would be so strong, the best way to kill your enemy with it is to package it up and mail it to them, so when they turn it on, everyone in their house just vaporizes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that works. Oh, wow, Star Wars accurate light... Yeah, it's, it's just too hot. It's too much energy coming off of it. You just kill everybody. And that's why force fields exist. We'll get so, into the semantics. I'm, I'm actually have to just start wrap up, and um, we can BS. We can do our bad movie description. We can BS, and um, then we can um, close it out. Sounds good with me. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. We're our, our audience is dwindled to a bunch of empty chairs. <laughs> Those chairs are really attentive. <laughs> They're hanging on our every word. Isn't that right, chairs? Yay! Yay! <laughs> so, but you know, honestly, you know, audience or not, I I had a lot of fun doing this episode, and uh, I'm really enjoying this car carnival. Well, I have I have a push for a movie described badly. What's that? Wild Wild West. <laughs> We've all I, seen it. I, I I haven't seen it in a really long time. Anybody Daniel. fresh on it? Uh, it's been a long time, but I could... I mean... This is when he starts to kind of go, I saw it yesterday! <laughs> no, but I'm trying to think about how to describe it poorly. 
like like when you say describe it badly you like mean, like, like, like the guy like the guy's video store is writing on the back of the movie case and he's never seen it there's yeah. a space cowboy right the space cowboy space cowboy and he's got to fight interdimensional space lord uh spider walking men who uh are <laughs> who use guide on power <laughs> arachnoid people richard the third in a giant arachnid yeah because you know it's played by kenneth branagh right right yeah. And also, what, he's missing his legs? Yeah. Yeah, right? And six feet of intestine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and a giant a giant spider, you got... Um, and, a silly, and a silly sidekick who dresses like a girl. Yeah, you get to enjoy <laughs> the amazing comedy dynamic between Kevin Klein and Will Smith, because that was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> they played off each other fairly well, but at the same time, not believable. Oh... Uh, uh, I kind of imagine them getting in fistfights, but at, at when they weren't on the when huh. they weren't working. Cut, and they're just beating the hell out of each other. <laughs> Kevin Klein just seems like a diva to me. He seems like a he, he seems like he'd be a jerk. Mil- Hear that, Kevin Klein? Send your he hate mail <laughs> to nerdpodcastradio.brian. Super vegan Brian, send it to Super. <laughs> I like him at Bob's Burgers. I. Uh, <laughs> uh, Two military uh, officials save the president from a paraplegic and a giant spider. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There we go. When we did, um, when we did the um, the uh, revenant, we did. Um, um, I can't remember his name. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio um, gets lost. Um, gets lost in the wood. Gets raped by a bear. And then takes comfort inside a dead horse. And wins an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> wins an Oscar. And I thought they smelled bad on oh, the yeah. outside. <laughs> did, you, did you guys see the joke where it's like, and the Oscar goes to, the bear that raped Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> and it shows a bear holding an Oscar, and Leonardo DiCaprio just going like. <laughs> I like when he was accepting his award, because they, they have the little table on the side where you can get your name put on it. And the lady's doing the nameplate thing, and she, he's like, so you... You do this often? She's like, yeah. He's like, I wouldn't know. (laughs) (laughs) He waited for a long time to win an Oscar. Oh, yeah. He tried so hard. I thought he should have won one for Django. Oh, he was a really good supporting actor. He sliced his hand open. He should have won. He should have. And he kept going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I think it was Tarantino. He straight up said, he's like, I wanted his say cut, but he kept saying lines. I I think he should have won. For uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape? I honestly believed he was, you know, mentally challenged in that movie. Seriously, I like I him. He was mentally challenged now. What's your point? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Shutter Island? <laughs> yeah, right. No, I saw it. I was like, wow, they really got this guy. Uh, this guy to get it. Wow, who they everything. find this wow. guy from? Yeah, <laughs> he's there. Wow, man, that, that's so great. How are they getting him to say his lines? See? That's the kid from Twenty One Jump Street. What? <laughs> I remembered him from Family Ties. So, oh my gosh, yes, that's what I meant to say. Not 21 Drum Street. No, not Family Ties. Yeah, you're thinking Johnny Depp. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Family Ties. Oh, please. (laughs) I didn't really start enjoying him until Catch Me If You Can. Because at the time... That was a movie that put me completely on his... That put him on my radar completely. Yeah, because... Titanic and everything before before Catch Me If You Can, to me, he was the pretty boy that every... I picked that movie apart. And I I wanted to stop hearing about him. And then by the time he got to Catch Me If You Can, the girls had stopped talking about him regularly... There was another pretty boy in the scene, whoever the hell it was. But then he, I was able to recognize him as an actor. Yeah. And then I could go back and watch what was Heath Ledger okay. replaced him. <laughs> and then took care of that problem himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Heath Ledger showed up. But I, uh, in Titanic, um, 
I, I, I saw that as I was younger. And I, I went and saw it with family, and I was like, oh, this is a really good movie, and everything. And I was talking about, like, liking the movie because of the historical aspect of, you know, the ship went in the ocean. And then, but everybody else in my family was like, Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. I'm like, no one cares. and? Yeah. I, I kind of had a thing for Rose Win- uh, Winslet in that movie. Kate Winslet is Kate Winslet, right? Because she played Rose. But yes. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's the only reason I watched Titanic was Kate Winslet in that scene. Oh. The steamy scene in the back room. He's all like drawing her and whatnot. Oh yeah. I liked her showing those big For tough some reason, assholes. My, my, my you know, copy, the, the her ballerina toe point. My copy would always like kind of start getting fuzzy around that spot because I kept pausing it for <laughs> such a long time. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> People are walking in there. Why do you have that scene paused? No reason. Get out. VHS reference there. That's right. <laughs> wow. I like that. Yeah, that's steampunk. That's time steampunk travel. Hell now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even remember VHSs. Like, if you if if you handed me one to put it in a VCR, I'd have to think about it for a second. My wife found our VCR and she set it up. And I, uh, two days later, I found my copy of the Muppet Babies Adventures on Yay! VHS. Wow. <laughs> it's the ones where they basically build their own Universal Studios. And I was like, yes, we're going to watch this. She goes, we don't have any uh, audiovisual cords. I was like, we're going to a thrift store. <laughs> I, I thought I remembered most everything about VHS until someone pointed out tracking. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about tracking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about having to adjust the picture on yep. it to get the I've never owned one with auto tracking. I've always had to sit there and hit the button that says track like 80 yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, my sister killed a, a copy of Mask of Zorro. Oh, God. She That was her favorite movie. I, you, I could hit tracking for the... For the entirety of the movie, and it would still see Antonio Banderas black. Antonio Banderas black. Antonio Banderas black. <laughs> well, good for her. At least she had good taste in movies. Yes, I had, <laughs> well, it started out as my movie because I love Zorro, <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh, I like this movie," and then I loathed that movie for ten years. I had to like, "Let's watch Mask of Zorro." I was like, "You want to get punched in the mouth?" <laughs> <laughs> my what sister, a lovely way to talk to you. My sister, sister <laughs> used to play uh, Dirty Dancing at the top of the speaker volume. Oh, uh, that was my older sister. All day long, and to this day, if I ever hear anything for that movie, I'm fighting somebody. <laughs> They've been playing Hungry Eyes at my job for the last three weeks, and I'm just like, <sighs> oh, and they've been playing um, the end song from Greece. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Um, that's the other movie my sister killed me on. My older sister. No the, drama. Drama killed that movie for me. They played. They, they played that in my drama class. Oh my yeah. god. We used to have to watch the Ken Burns Civil War documentary in uh, high school, and so for the, for years I cringed at the thought of hearing the Ashokan farewell one more time. I was like, I can't listen to that song any <laughs> oh. time. Now I like it. Now it's fine. It's been long enough where I'm, I'm over it. But I mean, yeah, there was a good five six years there where I could not stand it. Hardcore cringe. Yeah. <laughs> a very hard cringe. How has your show been this this con? Great. I saw a teeny tiny bit of it. I saw you do some some hands-on stuff. I'm doing it again at 3 o'clock. Cool. Any massive explosions? In this tent? In, in this tent right here. Right. right here at 3 o'clock, yeah. Uh, for those of you at home... It's in this tent at 3 o'clock. So, everybody at home, get in your time train, your time horse, your time goggles, your phone booth, your transdimensional portal. If you got... The uh, time travel upgrade on that, that that costs a little bit. It's about fifty dollars. That's only available for hundred thousand dollar patrons. <laughs> 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 Is 
next thing you know, you got Bill Gates going, hello. I need to put that on the Patreon. <laughs> Access to the transdimensional portal for $100,000 a month. <laughs> but if somebody paid that, you'd be screwed. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's just like, I'm going to take this money and run for the hills. <laughs> I, I print them a ticket and send it to them. <laughs> Must be here and then let in this, like, uh, your appointment date and then have it be two weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, just put a picture of Stephen Hawking right on the back. So what what kind of what kind of magic do you do? Where do people find out about you? Uh, see, my website would be the easiest way. It's Dinostats D Y N O S T A A T S dot com is the easiest way to do it. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter as well. Um, it was recently on Penn and Teller's Fool Us. So I've been on TV now as a magician. Woo! Uh, it's all science themed, but I try not to um, I try not to pigeonhole myself into one type of science. Like there's people who just do mentalism and that's it. There's people who just do cards and that's it. I like to do all of it, kind of incorporate it together as long as it makes the show fun and cohesive. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, yeah, I mean, the easy way to look at me is online, I guess. Cool. Yeah. Webpage. Dinostats.com. Yeah, cool. webpage, yeah. All right. And Daniel, you've been here several times before, but uh, how do people reach you? Uh, so, yeah, uh, you can check me out on Facebook, Daniel Cross, or you can check out my band, uh, 2 -Bit Pistols. we got a webpage, 2BitPistols.com. Uh, also, check out my wife's stuff, uh, Amber Eile Steamcrafts on uh, on Etsy. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be uh, doing some shows. we got a show uh, in Hemet, if you're in the Hemet area, um, 31st of – it's March, right? Yep. March 31st at 8 o'clock at Chappie's. In Hemet, so, California. Yep. In Hemet, California. I used to live there for a good year. I'm sorry. Me too. Oh, that's, I, moved, I moved to Vegas. I got away from there. There you go. I, I was born there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we survived, <laughs> barely. So, but this has been Nerd Podcast Radio to all the empty chairs and our last guest. <laughs> that last guest, last guest just stole our chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh, that chair screaming! I want to see the end of the show. <laughs> no, but no, we may have had our audience panel, but we had a very good show. I really like talking about. You know, steampunk, steampunk time travel, uh, time trains, time goggles, time, and time booths, and time science. Time science. Steamy, <laughs> steamy time science, and a little bit of magic. There you go. Uh, this was actually a really good episode. I really enjoyed this. And, you know, I've been your host, Special Mikey, along with who was, Super Vegan Brian. Bye. <laughs> Daniel the Music Man Cross How we doing? I mean, see you later <laughs> Time travel That's Time, right. time <laughs> travel And uh, Dino, Dino Stats Dino Stats Thank you Oh, uh, that really messed me up So, but this has been This has been Nerd Podcast Radio And as always Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome Yay. Nerd Podcast